Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network. Broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers including CNN Broadcast Network. Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon Radio Show. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host. I'm your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network across Europe on EuroAsia TV, Radio, and, of course, on iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at com on all social media sites, TV, And to find out all about the programming we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Thomas Craig Exonation. He is a single father of two teen daughters, a business executive in the technology field, a competitive martial artist and mountain climber, as well as a writer and teacher. Thomas has been meditating and studying Buddhist and Eastern philosophy for over 25 years. In 2008, Thomas lost everything financially, yet he found himself as he began to follow a path to write and teach the way of looking within. Thomas is out to create an army of Zen warriors who fight this ultimate battle within and who fight for those who cannot for themselves. Thomas has two books currently published, A Cup of Buddha, and Is That So? A Modern Fable of Awakening. 
He plans to release his third book, Conquer Thyself, Change Yourself, Change the World, sometime in 2018. If you'd like to find out how you can get copies of Thomas's book, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com and uh, put his name in the search engine, Thomas Craig. Thomas, welcome to the X-Zone. Welcome. Nice to meet you, Rob. Uh, Thomas, uh, tell us a little bit about this path, this quest that you're on, uh, starting in 2008. Sure, Rob. So I was a, a business executive in the technology field, mm-hmm. and a uh, large company out of out of Seattle. Um, don't need to name the name, but I left that company to a startup uh, um, where I helped take a company public. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we ended up selling that company down to a, a company in Florida. And the acquisition just didn't go well, Rob. We, we, uh, the, most of the people were let go within a year. Mm. I, I came home one day and I looked at this guy in the mirror. And I'd just been working my, my whole life to date, just, just working, living with my phone. It was yeah. all about trying to get ahead in, in business. And I looked and I didn't even know who this individual was. I, I was overweight. I had dark circles underneath my eyes. I, I thought it was the job, I, I, the relationship. I actually went through a divorce. I changed professions. I went into the real estate business for a while, tried to change paths, different relationship. Mm-hmm. And then in 2008, you remember the financial crisis. Sure do, I man. had a real estate investment business in, in Las Vegas where I, I lost everything. So I lost everything financially. Uh, at the time, my ex-wife had remarried, so my children were moving to Europe. I thought I had lost them. I tried to salvage this relationship down in Florida and uh, it just just didn't feel it was right. And so I, I left in my car. It was March 15th, 2008. So if you're a Shakespeare fan, the Ides of March, mm-hmm. Julius Caesar, et tu brute. And I left and I just started driving. And I drove 22 hours straight across the country and... During this drive, I just had this this uh, this voice inside of me telling me that I needed to follow this path, needed to start writing and teaching. I'd been meditating for some time. I'd been looking, um, but I hadn't really pr- uh, proceeded to follow this path as of yet. So uh, I, uh, the voice was telling me to write. It, very distinct ideas came into my head during this drive. It was very emotional, you know, those inflection points in life. Yeah. It was telling me to drive to Sedona, Arizona, and uh, and to write, and that's where I went. And I wrote a I wrote the first book, A Cup of Buddha, mm-hmm. and the second book was a, another one of the ideas on on the drive, which is called Is That So? It's based on a Zen story. Mm-hmm. I wrote a modern day version of a Zen story called Is That So? And I've been writing and teaching ever since. So I'm about ready to launch my third book here, coming up here in a few months, or next year, about six to eight months out, and. Uh, that's how I started following the path. All right, Thomas, stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. Exxon Nation, Thomas Craig is our guest. To find out more about Thomas and uh, to get copies of his books that are available on Amazon.com, all you need to do is just type in the search engine, Thomas Craig. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Explanation before I get back to our guest of this hour, Thomas Craig, uh, I'd like to tell you about two new shows that we have coming on the Exxon Broadcast Network. One of the shows is The Power of Numbers with Jesse Kelsey, an internationally acclaimed numerologist. And Cal Korf returns to the Exxon Broadcast Network with his own show, Cal's Corner. That's coming up right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Craig, uh, Thomas Craig is our guest explanation, as I said before. He's the author of A Cup of Buddha, and Is That So? A Modern Fable of Awakening. Tell, I, I understand that you want to create an army of Zen warriors. <laughs> Tell me about this. Exactly. So I want to create an army of, of Zen warriors, a Zen army, if you mm-hmm. will. And, and to me, what a Zen, Zen warrior is somebody that's fighting, fighting the ultimate battle within. So they're looking to conquer themselves. That's the battle that we should be looking to do, we're not looking outward and blaming the world about mm-hmm. our circumstances. But if we want to, if we want a life of purpose, peace, and love, the battle is within. Take responsibility so for our actions. A hundred percent. Yeah, we're we're a hundred percent accountable for our lives. The, we should be looking within. That's the army that I want to create, and also an army that's out to to fight for those that cannot fight for themselves. Right. So when we're we're, when we're Mm -hmm. connected to other living beings on this on in this world and as we look in and when we look further within, we realize that we're connected to all living beings. Right. And we and we are no longer willing to stand by when other living beings are are being harmed and 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 hurt. And so the, the weapon of a Zen warrior is love. So I'm out to create a revolution of love in that map. Where are you going to get your recruits from? I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I have a Facebook site mm-hmm. called the Zen army, the Zen warriors that we, uh, are communicating and sharing information. And I am out teaching the path of finding, uh, love within yourself. So it's, it's again, that path within. And, and as you follow that path, again, you're going to look to inspire others around you mm-hmm. and then unite the world. So that's, that's the things that you're looking at. It, why would someone want to become a Zen warrior? Because I think that's our source, Rob. I think our source at, at our heart, you know, we're just carrying a bunch of, the, the Tibetan word for, 
for body is mm-hmm. spelled L-U. And basically it means luggage, right. right? So our body is simply carrying around a bunch of energy. Mm-hmm. You cannot create energy or destroy it, right? Wow. So we're just a bunch of vibrating energy as human beings that are all connected. Mm-hmm. And when we get... Uh, when we when we sit down, we find silence within ourselves. We understand that, and it's called the, you'll hear it called universal connection or oneness a lot of times in Eastern philosophy and Buddhism. And and as you look within, you just you you get that feeling. The only word I can describe it is love, and it doesn't do it justice. Right? The word love just doesn't even represent that connection. But when you are connected to all living beings, that you want. You, you know, you live in a world, I believe in a world that doesn't have borders or walls, right? Or oppression because of race or sex or age, you know, any of these things, we're all connected. So and you that, believe in a world, you, army, that's the army I'm out to create. So you believe in a world that doesn't exist. Well, that's, that's a, that's a context. I believe it does exist and we're creating it. How many soldiers have you recruited so far? <laughs> well, I don't know if we have a sign-up sheet where we enlist people, so I don't know if I have numbers, but um, I'm out to... Uh, uh, I just started this uh, Facebook site, this movement, about two months ago. Okay, so we're, we're uh, you know, 3,000, 4,000 plus strong today over the last month. But I will be releasing the next book that uh, and training that goes with it mm-hmm. called Conquer Thyself. And that's really the path. I'll have a six-week training that goes with it to, to follow this, this, this path of, of, uh, of looking within themselves. And there's really no measurement. I'm not looking to, to have a list of people that we're, we're having recruits. I think that you, you change the world by changing yourself. So, so how do you, how, one person, so how you, do you know if, you're, if your idea is going to work, if you can't measure its strength? It's a great question. I think, I think the only thing we can look at is, the only thing we can control is ourselves. So the only thing I can control is myself in this world and mm-hmm. the actions that I create for others to be inspired by and to follow. All right, then I'm having a problem understanding how you're going to build an army and if you're not going to be able to gauge its success, its failures, its wins, or its losses, or the strength of the army? Well, I guess from my measurement, I'll be looking at uh, people that take the training, people that read the book, Mm -hmm. people that uh, are committed to following the path. I think think a a path that um, I'll be looking to create um, uh, groups within each city, meetup groups, Right. Where where people will take action. Right. So it'll be we're inspired by actions we take. So, so how is meet, meet up groups? All right. So how is your your army of warriors going to differ from any other religious philosophy that's out there? Because they See, all they believe, all say the same thing. In, I'm, I'm not looking to change someone from a religion. It's it's I'm looking for them to find peace and silence within themselves. So even even though like my first book has the word Buddha in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a, I'm not a Buddhist. I follow a meditation path out of India, uh, as a matter of fact. So the, the focus on that is we meditate a couple hours, two to three hours a day. Primary focus is is on on again looking within yourself and finding the silence within and 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 peace within yourself. 
Um, so I, if you can be a Christian and you can find the same silence and, mm-hmm. and peace within yourself, or you can be a Jew, you can be Jewish, mm-hmm. you can be Muslim. I don't care what religion you are. It's it's independent of that. All right. I so basically, so basically, what you're what, so basically what you're doing is you're getting people to find the peace peace within themselves, and it has nothing to do with anyone else except themselves. That's a hundred percent correct. So why do you call it an army? Why do you need warriors? Because warriors, uh, I, I'm finding warrior, that, I'm finding this very confusing. Fights for something, right? A yeah, but he also fights for somebody else, not himself. This is what I'm finding confusing here, and I'm sure other people are. So basically, you're fighting the the enemy from within. Tibetans call it the the uh, they have they call talk about a a hidden kingdom of Shambhala, about the sacred Mm -hmm. warriors that are that are fighting that battle within themselves. So it's it's not this is not an individual. Uh, I'm not just creating this this movement, mm-hmm. right? This is a this is a, a to me a warrior is fighting within themselves. I've been a martial arts my whole life, and 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 I always get questions. In fact, I have a big tournament coming up here next week. That's nice. And uh, I always get the question: are, are you concerned about your opponent? And it's no, I'm not concerned because it's never about the opponent. It's always about the battle within yourself. And to me, that's what a Zen warrior. Zen to me represents peace and love, rather than a religion. It's become synonymous. It's, it's a word that really represents love and peace now. And warrior is somebody that's fighting, fighting, fighting that battle. So it's fighting that battle of love and peace within yourself. So what's your ultimate goal? My, I mean, this is this is a great question because when I went on that that cross-country 22-hour drive and quest and mm-hmm. things began to open up for me and and I wrote a couple books and I got them published and and then it was like what's next for me what what do I really stand for and 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 what I really stand for independent of that zen warrior conversation it's really mm-hmm. having individuals find peace purpose and love within themselves that's what I stand for that's what I'm committed to but what is different from what you want to do with what any other philosophy wants to do because what i hear from you is nothing new or nothing unique right nothing (laughs) you look at the root of of just about any religion the conversation is around love Mm -hmm. right what i hear and what i see people practicing is not looking within themselves my conversation is not different than there's many books out there there's many conversations here's what here's how i'm taking it different just so you know okay Um, when I when I went from I grew up in a Judeo Christian background, okay, mm-hmm. so I grew up in a Protestant background, okay, and so the conversation around Eastern philosophy and Buddhism and religion, uh, or practice or meditation, just didn't exist where I grew up. So mm-hmm. I, I grabbed every book off the shelf I could and and read them, and it was a challenge for me because it's a very different conversation from a Western background to an Eastern background. And so my first book, basically, I, I set out to write that book around a series of conversations between two individuals at the 30,000-foot view, if you will, around following a path um, of meditation and looking within yourself. And I, my, my intention was, I wish I had that book when I was starting out. But that's a personal preference. Sure. 
why do you think other people are going to be gravitated towards? Because I think people are searching for something more than, than the routine and ordinary life. And I get, I get this question asked almost on a daily basis. It's mm-hmm. great. I want to follow a diff, something different. I want, I'm not finding peace. I'm not finding a path of love. I feel unsettled. I feel like my life is routine. How do I explore something different? They don't know where to begin. Wow. I, 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 see, I can't understand people like that. I really have a hard time understanding <laughs> people like that because none of the people I know think like that. You know, from okay. the, from the, out of the starting gate, we have all been go-getters. We have never taken the word no. We go through mountains instead of over them. You know, the word you know, impossible does not exist. The difference between a dream and reality sure. is, is just doing it. Sure. So, so why are there people out there in today's society with every technological, adv- uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, gizmo at their fingertips who still need this kind of support? Great. Uh, I mean, again, I get this question on a daily basis. Like, I want to, I want to be able to find peace. But how peace. do I do it? Right. Wow. And usually, usually, it centers around meditation, Rob. Just so you know, it's like I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Can you help me? Can you show me? Can you teach me a path of uh, of learning how to do this? How do I even begin? Right. Uh. Once, once again, I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, I don't meditate. I don't think anybody okay. I know meditates. Okay. And, and yet we are all successful in business. We're, we all have wonderful family lives. We have sure. children. We have, you know, we have friends. We have neighbors. You know, we, we, we pay our taxes. We, we do what we're supposed to do. And we're very self-satisfied because we've worked at it. We don't expect anything handed to us. So how can this book help? So I would say, I would say to you, then if, if you're, if you're following a path and you, you don't meditate and you're mm-hmm. completely happy with yeah. your life and you're down that direction, then, then my book's probably not the book for you. So, right? so what, let's, let's follow this path on the other side of this commercial break. Exo Nation, Thomas Craig is our special guest this hour. He's the author of A Cup of Buddha. And is that so? Modern Fable of Awakening. We'll both be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, iHeart Radio Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and a whole slew of other radio networks getting us right around the world. We'll be back. Don't go away. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. 
Exonation Thomas Craig is our special guest. His books, uh, Cup of Buddha and Is That So? A Modern Fable of Awakening are available on Amazon.com. And he has a third book coming out in 2018 entitled Conquer Thyself, Change Yourself, Change the World. And once again, his books are available on Amazon.com. Um, I, I was going down a, a track with you when we had to go to the commercial break. The, the, you know, you said the book isn't for me. Well, who is the book for then? It, it may not be, Rob. I mean, these are, I really appreciate you challenging me. It's great, okay. great questions, right? I can only speak for myself, right? And mm-hmm. I can speak for other people that I've either taught or I've spoken to right. about their lives, right? Yeah. And so I can speak to, I was on this path of a very successful businessman. Mm-hmm. I was an executive. I was a vice president right. at a young age. I was making more money than I ever thought I would make in my life, but I was still unhappy. So I was digging, you know, I was digging that hole, searching for something, and I wasn't finding it. So if, right? if you were unha- superficial if, things. If you were unhappy, mm-hmm. and you're a successful executive, mm-hmm. um, why didn't you find something else that would make you happy? You know, there's uh, more than one way to skin a cat, and what you know sure. is is this how you found it? Was by by meditation and the Zen way of living? I would say uh, yes to answer your question okay. for me. Again, mm-hmm. speaking for myself, sure. right? But I would say that often individuals are searching for something. They're, they're, they're trying to find happiness by, mm-hmm. through things, through superficial things, through maybe a new house or a car or money, right? And none of those things we can take with us in, after this lifetime, Right. And maybe they do make you happy, maybe on the inside, but there's, you know, how can we be at peace with ourselves no matter what's happening in our lives, right? Wait a second, hold on here. How can we be at peace with ourselves no matter what's happening in our lives? I am. Okay. My my friends are. If we have a challenge, you see, to us, a, a failure is not the end of it. The failure is a lesson to success. So if you're going to look at everything negatively, well, I'm sorry, you know, I, I've got no sympathy for you. But if you've got the initiative to stand up when you fall off the horse, scrape yourself off, even if you have to, if you have to, you know, start over again, you know, to me that that's the way of living. I've got a lovely family. I've got six kids, ten grandchildren, a life, a wife that I adore. You know, so I don't understand how you can say that. I, I can only speak for myself, right? I can speak for myself and people as, talk but, to me. So I'm, I, but know, I, the people that, that are content are, mm-hmm. not, are not speaking to me or not picking up my book. Well, right? I, I can understand why. Okay. You know, because as I you, as you look... I was, as, I was searching for something that just wasn't there. Okay. I, mean, I was working 16-hour days, mm-hmm. making more money than I can imagine. I yeah. was on this fast track. Right. Something was missing. And and not, what was it? I was not what, with myself. What was, I was missing? Not, I, for myself, yeah. I can, again, I was not connected to the inner me, the the myself. I was defining myself through roles, mm-hmm. and through and through you know my title, my money, my children. I have two children through mm-hmm. my wife, right. through whatever. I was defining myself through that, but I didn't know who I was. When I went, what I one one big thing that I found was I was I realized that I was I was being different people to different 
to different groups in my life. I would I would act a certain way to certain people. Yeah. I would act this way because there's a there's a very strong influence of judgment and opinion. And mm-hmm. when you're not authentic with yourself, right? You you're not authentic with yourself. You live this this inauthentic life, and there's no freedom around that. And I would say, you know, that's great. You you have friends. You yourself are, are that way. I would say that there's probably times that they don't feel that way. But that's or, what we have. You know, like if we do, we talk to each other. You okay. know, we, we talk to each other. We, we network with each other. We're, you know, like everybody has challenges in their life. Life is not guaranteed sure. to be challenge free. But it's mm-hmm. how you cope with the challenges. It's how you cope with the problems that arise. It's how you cope with life that defines you as a person, not mm-hmm. by the religion or not by the philosophy you follow. Sure. I think we're getting caught up in the words of philosophy or is this Buddhism or, you know, it, it's simply a path of taking accountability and looking well, at Well, you see, what, I, what I'm, what I'm yeah. hearing, and, and I've tried to stay away from this, but maybe I should get to the meat of, mat- meat of the matter. It sounds like this is a health help book. Well, that's why I've shifted. Uh, you know, I can tell you uh, uh, my mother's a very strong Protestant. She mm-hmm. refuses to even admit my, I wrote my first book because it has the word Buddhism is in, in it, right? So uh, I know some people get turned off by a philosophy or religious mm-hmm. uh comment and that's not where i'm going um i'm looking to i've i've been through some very serious challenges in my life uh-huh. and i found a way to look within and i went through a lot of uh i climbed a lot of hills if you will a lot of mm-hmm. mountains and figuring out how to how to get to that place so right. i want to share that that's simple as that but and so my my new book that will be coming out mm-hmm. again you'll, you'll see there's no buddhist comment there's no I'm trying to break it down very simple with seven steps and three principles per step on how to follow, you know, a path of looking within. But how do you know that your way of solving the problem is the way that will work for everyone else? Well, I, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a saying from India that says there's many paths to the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not one that's right. In my opinion, there's not one that's right or wrong. Why do people put so much faith in the uh, the philosophy and the sayings of Indian India when when you look at their 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 country they're so backwards? Mm-hmm. Like it's the dirtiest country I've ever visited. You know, they people defecate on the street, animals yeah. defecate on the street. The Ganges River mm-hmm. is the dirtiest river I've ever seen. So do why do people say one Christian by, by, you know, do you judge Christianity by one Christian that you meet or one Muslim or well, I'll tell you something. I've never seen a Christian who takes a dump in the middle of the street. Well, I wouldn't say that that Indian is on a spiritual path then. Either. Well, I'll tell you something. If that's spirituality, I want no part of it. You know, well, I, I go to church. I'm a Christian. Saying, but I'm if a you Christian. Look, you know, the history of India and the, the roots of spirituality mm-hmm. there spread. I mean, I can tell you the root of Zen, and, and it went. To, an Indian monk traveled to China. Mm-hmm. I went. I went and uh, trained there for a couple of weeks there, um, uh, two years ago. Right. The Shaolin, have you ever heard of the Shaolin Temple in China? Yeah, I used to watch uh, Kung Fu. Oh, perfect! Uh, one of my favorite TV shows. I love that show and the philosophy behind it. 
So the the Indian monk that traveled there was, mm-hmm. was uh, his name is Bodhiharma, and he's called Damo in China. So he is the he is the root of Zen Buddhism and mm-hmm. also of modern day martial arts. Same guy, in about 500 A.D. So he went there and he meditated in a cave for a number of years and ended up practicing. But he was an Indian that traveled there. So a lot of the root of spirit of the spiritual um, practice comes from India. That's so that's why you that's why you hear a lot of quotes from India. Okay, so what's the connection between martial arts and and the this this type of uh, Zen thinking? Are you referring to mine and my writing, or just in general? In general, like, how did it, that happen? No, I, I'm you know, like, why do people? Uh, is is it something to do with learn, uh, one's discipline? I'm I'm right here. Okay. I, I'm right here. Is 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 the is the um, which call it the martial arts a part of self-discipline and is that the only is that the only reason why people take it i don't want to speak for everyone else i can speak for myself sure. having practice over 25 years mm-hmm. and and i can you know i've done i've done a lot of research around bodhiharma and, and other practitioners but mm-hmm. i mean basically he he was teaching monks who were meditating most of the day right and they he wanted to keep them active and practice and and keep that energy flow, which you hear is called chi or, or, or key energy, yeah. right, within their body. Mm-hmm. And that, that evolved into, into a in martial arts practice. And then you start getting their, their, their temples attacked nonstop. And so they wanted to just be able to defend themselves. But uh, the martial artists that I know, the true martial artists that practice, would be the last people that you would ever see in a fight. They practice... They practice to teach and train themselves, right? There's a mind-body-spirit uh, concept, um, and that that would be part of that practice, right? So there's gotcha. a humility that comes with martial arts. There's always somebody bigger, faster, and stronger, always. And if you like that TV show Kung Fu, it's exactly Kwai Chang Kang. I mean, that was exactly the philosophy that he carried around. I, I used to like it as a kid, mm-hmm. but as I grew up, it was kind of like, Mm, nah. Uh, you know, oh, you had kids going around thinking that they were kung fu masters and everybody was doing this, everybody was doing that, that lousy high karate uh, aftershave they mm-hmm. come out with. Oh, it was just horrible. Just horrible. Um, yeah, I think I think the root the mm-hmm. root of it is meditation. And, um, you know, I'm interested in your thoughts because it sounds like you've had some thoughts on you don't meditate or you, you may have some thoughts on it, but there seems to be some negative reaction when people bring up meditation. So I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts on it. Well, I, th- I think meditation is, how can I put it? I think meditation is, is very good for people who need to find a self-center, mm-hmm. who need to ground themselves, who are not able to cope with the, with the day-to-day life that, we are all finding ourselves in these days. It's a fast-paced life. Information mm-hmm. and data are available instantaneously. And I think that there are a lot of people in this world of ours who just cannot cope with it. And if meditation works for them, fine. If Xanax works for them, fine. If Valium works for them, fine. If a shot of Jack Daniels works for them, fine. You know, whatever, whatever works for you. But I don't think okay. that meditation is the... Uh, the the answer to everything that so many proponents and so many people who use meditation claim it to be 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 been marketed well. It's been it's it's made the rounds, and there are a lot of people who tried meditation and who have stopped doing it because it just didn't fit the bill that it was made out to be. Okay. Now that's my take on it. Got it. Yeah. And again, there's many paths to the top of the mountain, right? So if Xanax or Valium or a shot of that whiskey is mm-hmm. the path you want to take, right? I'm suggesting a different path. I'm su- not a different path. I'm yeah. suggesting and talking about a similar path of other people, right? Mm-hmm. But as a, as a journey that you can take to quiet the mind, to find silence, to find focus, to find peace, that's, that's one of the paths that, that people can take. You know, you, you use the analogy, there are many paths to the top of the mountain. And I have a different one. The straight, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. We've got to take our break, our final break for this hour. Exo Nation, Thomas Craig is our guest. And you can find Thomas's books on Amazon.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget you can get your complimentary copy of the X Chronicles newspaper at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com and look for the Exxon TV show coming this fall across Canada and the United States. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Thomas Craig is our guest, and uh, Thomas, in your opinion, based on your experience, what is the difference between an established religious philosophies, let's say like Catholicism or uh, Christianity or Anglican or whatever offshoot you want to talk about, and Zen and meditation. Because wouldn't uh, wouldn't a prayer be a sort of a meditative uh, uh, activity? Absolutely. 
St. Francis is well known for his silence and meditation and you call to prayer. I mean, basically you're, you're looking within yourself mm-hmm. and you're finding silence. Um, I don't care what religion you want to call it. I don't think Buddhism, uh, I mean, bef- you know, when you put rituals around something, you, you start to create a religion, mm-hmm. right? In my opinion. But I think, I don't think Buddha went out to create a religion. I think he was speaking of a philosophy of a path to follow, to look within yourself. Right? That's, that's what I think he was looking to do. What was it as a child, as a young man, mm-hmm. that, that puts you towards the, the interest in, in the Eastern philosophies compared to the religious philosophy that your mother was following? You know, I don't know if I have the answer to that. I, I do know this, that I, I grew up in a small mill town in southwest Washington State. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my family is is old school country people, mm-hmm. right? Where they're tough as can be, the hardest workers you'll ever find in your life. Right. They don't, you know, they, they don't show you, you know, they don't tell you they love you. They don't show you that. And maybe it was a thirst or a want of, of wanting to feel love in that way. And I realized that I, I wanted I, I I wanted to look within to find that. And so for, for whatever reason, I was always drawn to martial arts. I was always drawn to those books on the bookshelf. Those are the ones I grabbed. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I, it took me three times to read that book. I finally got through it. And that's what I've been drawn to ever since. And it, it made sense to me. It made intuitive sense to me versus the... the you know, my mother tells me I need to go get a little church in me. I mm-hmm. meditate two to three hours a day, and she says I need to go get a little church in me. And to your point, what is the difference between meditation and prayer? I, I don't see the difference. You know, as long as I'm looking within, and to me, if you're holding yourself accountable, if you're you're holding yourself that I'm accountable for my life, and that, that I'm responsible for my own happiness, that that's that's the path and, and it's quieting that mind and finding silence gotcha. because like to your point, there's the, the world is so fast nowadays. Mm-hmm. I work in the tech world, so I can tell you it's, it's, you're constantly swamped and inundated with information. Yep. It's how do I quiet my mind? And if independent of this whole Zen army conversation, if you want to just find focus mm-hmm. and start to quiet your mind, I would highly suggest trying meditation, right? Just from that standpoint, just trying to from be better at work, from clarification, right? From getting clarity in your mind. But there's something deeper there that I've found, that I found as I got deeper into meditation, I found this conversation of me started to dissipate, and I started to feel this oneness with other, with other living beings. That's the only way I can describe it. How has your life changed since you have been practicing uh, meditation and the Eastern philosophies? I would say it's changed because I'm, I'm unmoved by my circ by circumstances in my life. So I lost my business. I lost pretty much everything financially during mm-hmm. that financial crisis. Right. Uh, I ended up losing the job after that, slept on a martial arts couch for seven months, you know, and trying to be a single dad on top of that. My ex-wife just passed away six months ago, so now I'm a single dad of two two daughters who I'm just sorry. lost their mom. I'm and sorry for your loss. Thank you. But through all of that, I get questions of how can you still smile and be happy no matter what's happening in your life, right? And that's that's what 
that's what following this path has taught me and, and looking within and meditating has taught me. Has, has this path given you the reason that you didn't have before? The purpose or reason? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Because you were saying that you didn't, you know, as, as a young child, you weren't told you were loved. You know, it was a hard family. Your mm-hmm. mother has different religious beliefs than you do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So was it the, the meditation that was able to, to help you find yourself and yes. your center that you could yes. not find in others? That's the way, that's what I found in it. Yes, absolutely. So in, in other words, rather than continuing to look outward for mm-hmm. validation or acceptance or love, I realized that looking within and the meditation allowed me to work from the inside out. That's why my next book is called Change Yourself, Change the World. It's it, You change yourself in, other, in order to uh, change the, and influence your surroundings, right? And then ultimately change the world and unite the world through that conversation, right? So that's how I found that yeah. path. I, I guess whatever works for you is what works for you. And, uh, you know, you, you are, are you happy now? Of course. Are you self-centered now? As Leo Tolstoy said, if you want to be happy, then be. Right? It's it's an action. Mm-hmm. It's you created it. My daughters hate it when I say this, but when they're upset, I say, who's choosing to be upset? Right? It's their choice. Yeah. It's your choice to be happy, no matter what your circumstances in life are. I mean, Buddhists talk about attachment, which is basically um, wanting things to be different than they actually are. Right. So you want things to be the way they were or you wish they were different, in the, you know, in the future versus not accepting the way reality is exactly the way it is right now, because there's beautiful things in life, no matter what's happening right there in front of you. There sure are. There sure are. No choice about that. What are your final thoughts for the explanation tonight? What, what would you like to share with them? Like you've, we've got about four minutes left. So what is your well, message? Well, first, thank you. I, I appreciate, you know, usually I, I'm talking with people that are already meditating or down this path. So I, I appreciate being challenged. It's great. I, I really appreciate that. That's my pleasure. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that experience. Um, what the message that I want to get is that um, take accountability for your lives. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop pointing fingers outward. All the fingers are pointing back to you. Everything that you want uh, is within yourself. You just have to look within to find it. And I'm, I'm, my purpose in life is to help you find that path. And, and uh, that's, what, that's what I exist for. I want to help individuals find a path of purpose, peace, and love. And that's the army I'm out to create. Right, do your daughters follow your philosophy? No, I don't push, I don't push that on people. I mean, of course they, they hear it, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. my actions, I mean, I don't drink or smoke or do drugs sure. and, you know, my conversations are similar to how we've been talking. Right. right. So they hear this, but I'm not, uh, you know, that's how I was raised. I'm, I'm going to allow them to find their own way and their own path. And it may be different than mine. And I think that's how everyone should, should proceed in their life is t- you know, follow your own path because uh, if you force someone to follow a path that they're not ready to follow, there's resentment and there's a lot of negativity that builds up and, you know, people just dig their heels in and they're not going to do anything. 
they need to find these things out on their own. If they want to follow a path, give them all the mm-hmm. support you can. But to yeah. thine own self be true, right? Exactly. Tell us yeah, about. Are you, familiar, are you familiar with the poet Rumi? The the poet Rumi. No. You hear him quoted a lot. So no. he's a a, a a Sufi poet from the 1300s, and you see him quoted about love a lot. But he was very uh, uh, spiritual, mystic kind of Sufi religion. Um, but uh, he 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 writes a lot about love and looking within. But I there's a quote that he had that I started to live my life by that really helped me because I started to get. Uh, the deeper I started to go on this path, I mm-hmm. started to get, you know, this, there's a, not a chaos, but it, almost an upset of, wow, I'm, I'm just feeling unsettled, right? What, it, what, if, what am I here for? What am I about? How do I mm-hmm. find peace? And there's a quote that he says, our path is not to seek out love or seek love, but our, our path is to seek and remove all the barriers within ourself that we have to love. Because I really, truly believe that at our source and all religions speak of love. That we really are. That's what that's what our, what our base is. And my job is to stop worrying about what other people are doing and what they what they what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's it's to remove the barriers that I have within myself that's blocking me from that space of love to myself and to other people. So would you say that your books are a self help for you? Yes. All right, Thomas. I want to thank you so much for joining us and. Um, Exo Nation, if you'd like to find out more about Thomas, if you'd like to uh, take a look at his books on Amazon.com, he has two books entitled A Cup of Buddha and Is That So? A Modern Fable of Awakening. A Cup of Buddha, that would be a kind of a neat coffee blend for our good friends at Starbucks. May walk in and say, hey, can I get a, can I get a cup of Buddha, please? Yeah, yeah, I want a cup of Buddha, throw in an extra couple of pears. Uh, not pears. <laughs> I've got pears on the mind. Had great pears today at lunch. Uh, you know, give me a couple of, uh, give me a couple of prayers and uh, throw in a bit of meditation on the side. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, it's very simple, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And let me know, are you a believer or are you a skeptic when it comes to Eastern philosophy, meditation, Zen, Buddhism? I still can't get past the image of how dirty India is. And yet so many people think their religion is everything plus. (laughs) I'll be back. Don't go away. (laughs) 